I appreciate what he said. Uh, maybe God has something where you're meant for more. And maybe you're 19 or 20 or 21. I was preaching in Spokane, Washington about three years ago. Pastor Greg Boyle, you would know him well. And I talked to a young man, and he had already graduated from high school, had a full-time job. I met two of his sisters. They were out both two and three years older. And they all took a huge step of faith and came to West Coast Baptist College. They've now all three graduated, two this year, one last year. Two are going to teach at Christian schools. Mark has stayed there because his girlfriend has two years to go. <laughs> and, uh, so he decided to stay and work on, on maintenance there while she's finishing up. Um, but what do you think God wants for you? And I really believe what Pastor said. We're not all called to be in full-time Christian work. Absolutely not. It'd be ridiculous. But we are all called to be full-time Christians. And maybe God would just have you come for a year. I believe in the principle of first things, seeking first the kingdom of God. Give God a year to be a better husband and father, better wife or mother. That's one thought. It's also, Bible college is not just a great place to train to serve the Lord. It's a great place to find out what God wants you to do. I was a businessman, a business major at Bob Jones University, and my dad wanted me to go to Bible college for a year, a school about the size of the West Coast. And I wasn't happy. My, my clothes were there. My books were there. My girlfriend was there. I had a job there. I played the school championship game in softball and in basketball the year before. Lost to both, but we did make the championship games. And I had, I had no clue. Fourteen people in my senior class had gone to Bob Jones. None had gone to this Bible college. But I probably thanked my dad for that a hundred times. It changed the entire direction of my life. My second semester, I surrendered to full-time Christian work. My second year, I got called to preach. Years later, I met my wife there. I was at that college for 14 years. I was not a student the entire time. Okay, they hired me, all right? But it was a huge difference maker. Let me mention this. If some of you adults may want to take a few classes online, I had a blessing this morning. We were in Port Orchard uh, with Brother Jeremy, and a lady walked up. He said, do you have classes online? I didn't even mention it. I said, we do. She says, I have a three-month-old baby. I want to be a better Christian. How great was that? And I told her, I said, well, you could do it cheaper. Take audits. It's only 100 bucks a class, or you could take it for credit. Talk to your husband about what he wants you to do. Single-income family. I'm not trying to get money, but I'll tell you what. We have hundreds of people taking classes online. We're an accredited college. That might be of interest. Please see me about that. And finally, and I'll say this, we're going to let you stand in just a minute since I skipped the song after I thought about it, after I sat down. Um, when it comes to doing what God wants you, just pray that God leads you. The Bible says in Genesis 24, 27, I being in the way the Lord led me, and he'll lead you. And then finally, the last thing about the book table, we take check, cash, credit card, debit card, Apple Pay, but no small children. Uh, we don't have room in the van. I know some of you might want to trade something off. Sorry, we can't do that. You've been sitting for a long time. I am going to let you stand and stretch. If you'll take your Bibles and turn with me, please, to Acts chapter number 18. Acts chapter number 18. I love studying the people of the Bible. Uh, I have been a writer for Striving Together for about 15 or 18 years. And I write a lot of Sunday school curriculum. And other than one series I did on the metaphors of Christ called Salt and Light, everything else has dealt with people in the Bible. I did one called Lessons for Legends. I've done David. I've done uh, Peter. I've done Paul. I've done Moses. I've done Elijah and Elisha. And I love to study the people of the Bible. Now, some of those I can't get 13 lessons on. I love the life of Barnabas. He was genuine. He was gracious. He was giving. An amazing life. Anna the prophetess. Right? Just a few verses on her. But what God said about her is amazing. And we're going to talk about a man like this today. And I believe that if we look at his life, we can see how that God blessed his life. And I believe if we emulate this man called Apollos, that God could bless our life as well. Uh, 
Again, Acts chapter number 18, beginning in verse number 24. We'll read down to the end of the chapter, just five verses. And a certain Jew named Apollos, born at Alexandria, an eloquent man, and here's a great statement, and mighty in the scriptures. Wow. I hope you know what Berean means, right? Uh, hopefully your pastor, I know he's told you what that means, but they, they, they search the scriptures diligently. My dad's Bible class for 50 years was the Berean Bible class, all right? A pastor C gave names for our studies classes. How about Bereans? I got one at our class, our church too. I like the name Bereans. He was mighty in the scripture. He came to Ephesus. Verse 25. This man was instructed in the way of the Lord and being fervent in the spirit. Let me just say this. Do you allow your pastor to instruct you? Are you teachable? Very important. He spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord, knowing only the baptism of John. And he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, whom when Aquila and Priscilla had heard, they took him unto them and expounded to him the way of God more perfectly. And when he was disposed to pass into Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him, who when he was come, helped them much. That just challenges me. I want to help other people, don't you? He helped them much. I love that. Which had believed through grace. For he mightily convinced the Jews, and that publicly, showing by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ. Let's pray this evening. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your goodness to us. I thank you for this great example tonight. And I pray that we will learn from a life that was well lived. Lord, I pray you give us a desire to be a little bit closer to being the Christian you saved us to be. And Lord, I pray that as we learn some brief lessons from the life of Paulus tonight, that we will seek to emulate and to make application where you would have us to do that in our own lives. And Lord, it's my prayer that for myself and for each friend here tonight, for having been here, that we might be a little bit closer to being the Christian you saved us to be. I acknowledge publicly, Lord, I need your help with this as in all other things. And we ask for your help in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Five simple words. They all start with F. Now, usually with a teacher, you think of F. It's not a good thing. These are good Fs, all right? And they're things that we ought to seek to have in our life. I would encourage you to maybe write these five words down in the margins of your Bible. And maybe you can see right where this comes from. Uh, the Word of God is given to teach us things. It's given to show us things. By the way, when God shows us the lives of people, some things he's showing us not to do. Then sometimes he's showing us things to do. I've taught, I've, I've written Sunday school lessons both on Peter and Paul. Peter I felt pretty comfortable with. Yep, that looks like me. Yep, that's something I would do. By the way, despite his failures, God still used him to preach the servant of Pentecost. So whatever's happened in your life, while there's life, there's hope. And can I say this tonight, friend? Today is the first day of the rest of your Christian life. I'm 66 years of age, right? While there's life, there's hope. This is my wife, Susan. Susan, if you'll stand, please. My wife and I have been married for 42 years. She just got back Friday night. Her mother passed away a week ago yesterday at 93. Was married to the same man for 73 years. She has five daughters. Every one of her son-in-laws was preaching somewhere the day after she passed away. Uh, All six of her kids graduated from Tennessee Temple School that now doesn't exist anymore. Um, but her children rise up and call her blessed. I preached this morning on lessons from my father. 
I thought about preaching again tonight, but I just didn't have peace to do it. But I think about my dad. He loved the Lord. God changed his life. He was well-to-do, but he couldn't conquer the sins of his tongue, the sins of his flesh, although he tried to trouble new life. And when God saved him, he never drank again, never smoked again, lived a pure life after that. He swore one time. Somebody cut him off. And when he realized what he did, he was so grieved that he pulled the side of the road and wept, asking God to forgive him. He loved the Lord. He loved the Word of God. Read his Bible through twice a year for about 70 years. Memorized over 10,000 verses of Scripture. The whole Bible is 31,000 verses. Never saw him read a novel with never had a TV in her home. He was serious about things of God. When he was 90, on oxygen, he was still reviewing his Bible verses. Never going to preach again. He said, son, would you pray for me? So what for, Dad? He goes, I'm having a hard time remembering all my verses. That's the most viewed tweet I've ever put out with the reader. Over 47,000 times has been seen. That's unbelievable. On oxygen, he's quoting scripture. He loved the souls of men. At his peak, he had 400 personal converts in our church. He'd go out four nights a week. He stayed after people. I told the story. He called me and said, son, I've got a wonderful blessing to share with you. So what is it, Dad? He goes, I led a Hindu doctor to the Lord. I said, wow. I made some joke about the little red dot. You know what that is. Of course, that's a pressure release valve for the hot curry. No, just kidding. <laughs> he goes, no, son, I'm serious. He's a medical doctor. And I asked if he wore a sari or if he wore a suit. He said, oh, he wears a suit. He said, well, you visited with me one time. I go, I don't think so. I think I'd remember that. He goes, no, you did. I've been in California for 16 or 17 years at that time. He goes, you were still at Crown College then. I said, Dad, how many times did you visit him? He said, oh, it was over 100. He got saved, got baptized, became part of the church. He loved seeing people get saved. It mattered to him. We want to learn from people who've done things right. We want to learn from that. And Apollos did. Here it is. Number one, first of all, we see he was focused. The Bible says he was mighty in the Scriptures. What are you focused on? In this part of the world, I think a lot of people are probably focused on UW or maybe the Seattle Seahawks, 12th man, right? Do you know some people maybe who are focused on fishing? I do. Know anyone who might be focused on hunting? I do. How about anyone who's focused on golf? I don't know who won the PGA today. I'll probably read about it on my phone tonight. But boy, a lot of people are watching that. A lot of people are focused. I know two guys shot a 62 the first day. I don't know their names, but they shot a 62. Boy, this is unbelievable. When, when Jokic had the greatest NBA finals of all time, and the Denver Nuggets won their first championship in 53 years, would you like to know what the angels up in heaven did? Oh. But there's great rejoicing over one sinner that repenteth. You help in vacation Bible school, some kid gets saved. I got saved in vacation Bible school. I try to pray for neighborhood Bible time every day because a lot of people get saved through that, right? He was focused. He was mighty in the Scripture. I could tell you about people who focused on other things in Scripture. Hmm. Achan was focused on some gold and silver. 
didn't work out too well for his family. Samson was focused on a woman from Timnath. David got focused on a woman by the name of Bathsheba. What's your focus? The Bible says, Lay for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and dust don't corrupt, where thieves can't break in and steal. Are we living with eternity's values in view? I'm going to tell you something, friends. I am much more concerned with my heavenly IRA than my earthly IRA. I don't think I'll live to be 93 like my mother-in-law or 91 like my dad. But if I live to be 85, folks, I don't have 20 years left. And eternity lasts a long, long time. So we see, first of all, he was focused. (laughs) Was Jesus focused? It says he set his face steadfastly towards Jerusalem. When Peter tried to stop him, he said, Get thee behind me, Satan. He knew he had a job to do. He was going to be a sacrifice for us. First of all, we see Apollos was focused. Secondly, we see he was fervent. Look at verse number 25. This man was instructed the way of the Lord. Let me stop and say this. I'm going to bring this up later, but he was teachable. Are you teachable? Are you learning from others? Are you learning from books? Are you learning from people? Are you learning from podcasts? Are you learning from sermons? I've been listening to a lot of podcasts of last year by a man who's now in heaven. He wrote a series of books that I read, Point Man, Anchorman. His name is Steve Farrar. He had a men's Bible study at Chuck Swindoll's Church of Dallas that read about 2,000 people every Wednesday night. Those tapes are available. It just, it's been, it's provoked me to good works. It's helped me. I want to be teachable. I'm 66. I've been in ministry for a long time. Started my 45th year in ministry full time. But I want to grow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Apollos was willing to grow. The word fervent means like being heated to a boil. I make my own tea every night. I have a Yeti cup. I'm a believer in Yetis. Anybody have a Yeti cup? Anybody here? <laughs> Great. I'll never be without one, Lord willing, in my life. Big 32-ounce thing. Somebody gave it to me in Texas. It says Texas Tech on I could care less about that, but I love the cup. I like constant comment tea from Bigelow. And I'll put it in the microwave for two minutes. Somebody else likes that too. Good. Happy for you. Um, I'll put it in the microwave for two minutes, let it boil, then I'll let it steep for a long time. And that one cup, I'll let it get real strong. Then I'll put it in the refrigerator in a hotel room or wherever I'm at. The next morning, I'll pour it in the Yeti, fill it up with ice, top it off with the water, put some stevia in. I buy the liquid stevia from Walmart. And that's my special drink for the day. I love it. But folks, while you can make sun tea, if you heat that water to a boil, it makes things happen a lot more. I wonder, is our Christian life coming to a boil? I will say this, the Bible says something about being lukewarm. Probably my favorite soup is clam chowder. You're in the land of Ivar's. That is a good place. Haven't been there yet this summer, but I like Ivar's. But you know what I don't like? Lukewarm clam chowder. Yuck. I want it to be hot. I know you got to get it too hot or it'll break down. I understand all that. But are we, do we have any heat as a Christian? Do we warm people up around us? 
Let your light so shine among men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We see a man here who was fervent. Paul said, night and day for three years, I ceased not to pray for you with tears. I'd say that's fervent. That's fervent. Night and day for three years, I ceased not to pray for you with tears. Uh, Moses was fervent when it came to the nation of Israel. He said, I will go to hell if you save these people. That's amazing. That's amazing. He was fervent. People mattered. Apollos here said, and being fervent in the spirit, fervent in the spirit. Friends, can I ask you this tonight? Do we get excited about the things that Jesus gets excited about? <laughs> we had an interesting little trip here. My wife and I were out door knocking in Vancouver. I think that's where I was at. And I said to her, I said, man, we're doing this. I'm 66, she's 68. I said, I hope we're doing this when we're 76 and 78. And literally, whether we had two doors later, I caught my toe in some really rough blacktop, and I did a face plant. Broke my glasses that were two months old. Huge road rash here. It looked like a birthmark on my cheek. It's just all purple. It took about a week to go away. Both palms, I'm just about getting rid of the scabs now. These two knuckles, somehow I got my palms in my I don't know how I did that. Tore the knee on my dockers. Big old scab on my knee. I said, maybe I don't want to do this when I'm 76, 78. <laughs> and my wife was so sweet. And I'm just face, I, mean, I was bleeding, literally, in head, both hands, and my knee. And I'm laying there, and the girls are down the street. <laughs> and she says, what's Dr. R doing witnessing to someone under a car? <laughs> girls, that will never happen, okay? And I don't know, we said, they said, no, he's laying on the ground. So they came running back down there, and I was, I was not feeling well. And so here they are, these three people trying to help me get up. It was not good. <laughs> then I had another medical issue a little later on. I won't go into details, but I was in an ER room from 10 o'clock at night till 7 the next morning. Went on antibiotic for 10 day, 8 days, twice a day for 8 days. And it was not good. I just felt sick. I never missed a service. I kept preaching, kept driving. It was, it was not good. The boys really stepped up and helped me. I just I felt like a wimp. Because, I mean, I was, I was asking, hey, would you guys carry the suitcase up? Will you help me with this? And finally, after about two days of not eating, I was in Pendleton, Oregon. And I guess, well, you want to get some food? I hadn't eaten since breakfast the day before. So I was starting to feel the hungry. I said, yeah, let's go. And I never read fortune cookies. But I said, I just need to read this. I actually kept it in my Bible. Because it was such an encouragement to me. And when I read it, See if I can find it quickly. It's just a little slip of paper. Here's what it said. Here, I got it. I got it right here. You ready? Yes. You are going to have a very comfortable old age. <laughs> and I said, liar, liar, pants on fire, okay? <laughs> Unbelievable. So I'm going to use that for sermon illustration. You're the first ones who got to hear that. So can I just say this? Things don't always go exactly the way we want them to go. I wish I could say they did. I'm so happy they get to go to Israel. I was offered a free trip on a cruise of Paul's journeys this year. I couldn't do it. I gave it a commitment two years before to speak at a big teacher's convention. 
My wife says, cancel that. <laughs> she, she didn't say that. She do a, I did tell pastor, that's on my wife's bucket list. Please make it up to me. He said he would. But are we fervent about the things of the Lord? I like basketball. What Jokic did for Denver was amazing. But the light of eternity, it's nothing. So he's focused. He was fervent. Number three, he was fearless. <laughs> I talked to a girl this morning. This morning. She'd taken a gap year. So you need to come to Bible college. <laughs> I don't know, preacher, if this has ever happened to me. She's 18 years old. And I said, you got to come to Bible college for a year. Take a step of faith. And she starts crying. My wife was with me and just starts crying and sobbing. I go, what's wrong? She goes, I'm afraid. I said, young lady, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. And while we'll all have fear at times, the Bible says in Psalm chapter 56, verse 3, what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. That's what God wants us to do. She did decide to come. We're going to pray about it. Don't let fear stop you. No, faith can overcome fear. Faith can overcome fear. We see here that he was fearless. He spoke boldly in the synagogue. I want you to think, it's found in verse 26. <laughs> think about that. The synagogue, you could almost call it the seat of Satan. The Pharisees and Sadducees were not friends of Jesus. In fact, they hated him. He called them whited sepulchers. He called them serpents. And he went in to the place where the scribes of Pharisees ruled and spoke boldly. Man, let's talk about Jesus. The King of Kings is he. Are we willing to talk about him? When was the last time you took out a gospel track and gave it to someone and invited someone to your church? Can I give you a profound thought tonight? This is profound. You have to have a doctorate to know this. Would you like to know the people who hand out tracts? Does anybody know who the people are who hand out tracts? Brandon, who are they? The ones who carry them. Isn't that profound? So if you don't have any in your pocket or your purse right now, you're probably not going to give any out. Preacher, I hate Calvinism. But in essence, I was a practicing Calvinist before I went to Lancaster. I only carry tracts the day I went soul winning. The other six days a week, eh, eh. It's my, not my assigned time to go soul winning. I went every week. Gave one today as we went through the toll booth by the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. So what do you do with that? I'm not responsible for that. Genesis 24, we are not responsible for results, only for obedience. But my wife sometimes is more bold than I am. I'll be checking it. She's over giving out tracts to people. That's what we ought to do. I guarantee, as proud as I am of Susa, it's not like going into the synagogue. Jews and Muslims have one thing in common. They hate Jesus Christ. But he was fearless. The Bible says the righteous are bold as a what? Anybody know? A lion. Bold as a lion. The king of beasts. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. The righteous are bold as a lion. Stand up. Stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Lift high his royal banner. It must not suffer loss. 
That's what God would have us to do. By the way, conversely, or if you will, the other side of the coin, the wicked flee when no man pursueth. That's scripture. So we're going to go forth or we're going to flee. I want to think about that. There's a New Testament verse about that. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. When you walk with Jesus, it'll give you strength. It'll give you boldness. You're listening well. Our time is almost up. Listen carefully. He was focused. He was fervent. He was fearless. Then very briefly, verse 26, he was formable or able to be fashioned. By the way, by two ladies, Aquila and Priscilla. Can I just tell you this, friends? God wants us to be teachable. I do not like the phrase, eh, good enough. Maybe you heard this little adage growing up, good, better, best, never let it rest till your good is better and your better becomes the best. My wife tells me a lot of things. You know what? I know it's because she loves me and she wants to help me. I don't always like to hear it. But I know her motive. She wants to help her husband. She's my helpmate. She's my completer. She's my best friend. Are we listening? And are we seeking to grow? Apollos did. He didn't know the whole story. He taught only the gospel of John. But God blessed him. He was formable. He was fashionable. Are we supposed to be formable? Oh, the Bible says, for we are his workmanship. He's still working on me to help me to be what I ought to be. There used to be a button 40 years ago. It had a bunch of letters that said, please be patient with me. God has not finished me yet. Good thought. I like the theme of Chick-fil-A, the Christian chicken, although they just hired a diversity leader. Help us. You know what the theme is? Make it better. Make it better. <laughs> I was somewhere. I think it was Jack. They had a spicy chicken sandwich. I said, it's good Chick-fil-A. He goes, well, I'm not saying that. <laughs> Proud of his product, you know. They're trying to make it better. Are we trying to make our church better? Our Sunday school class better? The music better? Our family better? We see here that he was formable. And finally, and I'm done with this tonight. Look at verse 27, 28. And when he was disposed to pass into Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him, who, when he was come, helped them much. Let me stop and say this. Let's help other people. That's why I like Barnabas. He helped people. I love the fact John Mark, I'm sure, was wrong. Paul kicked him out of the tour group. I'm, I'm picking Paul over John Mark all day, every day, and extra days. So I'm sure John Mark, even though my name is Mark, I'm sure he did wrong. Barnabas didn't say, done with you. And years later, he said, bring John Mark, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. When someone gets kicked out of our college, I write him every month for at least six months. They get in trouble. I wonder if they still got a chance. We had a graduation maybe three or four years ago. A lady walked up, and I don't hug people or not my wife. Not a side hug, but I mean, I don't do frontal hugs with people or not my wife. Just this one right here. Lady came up and she bear hugged me. I'm kind of going, help, help. And I remember saying, I don't believe I know you. She said, I know you. She said, I'm so-and-so's mother. We kicked him out of college. 
I wrote him, he came back, and that day he graduated from college. I wish I could tell you he's a full-time Christian work today. He's not, but he is in church. He's in church. Don't grow weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. It's required of a steward that a man be found faithful. We see him here. He was faithful. But he's come, he helped them much. For he mightily convinced the Jews, and that publicly, showing by the scriptures that Jesus was Christ. The greatest thing that anyone could ever hear is that Jesus is Christ. The greatest thing they could hear. So tonight, can I challenge you to learn from Apollos? To be focused, be fervent, to be fearless, to be formable, and finally, to be faithful. So that just maybe, the Lord Jesus Christ could look at us someday and say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Let's pray tonight. Lord, I pray you bless during this brief time of invitation. I pray you'll have your will and your way. We thank you for this lesson you've given us here in the book of Acts, the life of Apollos.